0: Happy Monday to you. Welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven. I'm Adam Wright on this uh, drizzly, gloomy Monday morning that's still going to be fantastic anyway. Why, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. Number one, we are starting the day together. Number two, eventually the rain has to end at some point, right? It, it does, right? We hope. And number three, uh, it's one of the best days of the year for. The uh, group that I work with to promote vocations, we have our big fundraiser today, so um, God's will be done. We'll have a successful event, but also... It would be helpful if the rain could stop prior to that event. Let's pray this morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among Women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, Amen. Saint Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all of the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls, Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, all all joking aside, it is going to be a great day today, Uh, not just because of the fundraiser, but most especially because it's Monday and we're here. And it's another day we're devoted to the Blessed Mother. in this month of May, we're together here on Roadmap to Heaven. This week is going to be a fantastic week. It's, you know, the kids are counting down the days, including today. They only have 10 days of school left. And really, can we actually call it 10? Because one of those is field day and one of those is the last day of school. And I think they have a half day or two in there somewhere. So, it's like you know seven and a half days of school left if we're being honest. Um, they're they're excited about that. We've got a great uh, conference this weekend I'm going to to learn about our faith and um, you know I, I know I'm, I'm gonna probably see a lot of you there as well. So I look forward to meeting all of you that will be, at that uh, Marian conference this weekend. And then, um, you know, in the meantime, we've got this hour together to grow in holiness. So what are we gonna do to grow in holiness today, you ask? I will tell you. We're gonna start with a talk. Um, This one's provided by Gabe Castillo. It's actually from a Franciscan, uh, priest of the Franciscans of the Immaculate on why we need the rosary, why it's a game changer. We've got a talk from Father Ripperger on modesty in dress. We've got a talk from a homily from Father Kirby on participation in the Mass, and then uh, we have Sister Maureen Martin, who's going to be with us to talk about faith alive in the home. She's got some thoughts for us this morning, as well as an invitation to an event that they are having, so that's all ahead on Roadmap to Heaven. But first and foremost, you know we're going to do this. We're going to go to Mike Roberts and get a look at today's weather and our Saint of
1: the Day. Today is the feast day of St. Isidore the Farmer, Born in Spain late in the 11th century, Isidore worked on the farm of a wealthy landowner, Juan de Vargas, from the time he was a boy through his entire life. He married a young woman, Maria, who was beatified in 1697, and they had one child, a son. Once, his son fell into a deep well, and when he, Maria, and several friends prayed, the water rose suddenly, lifting the boy safely to the surface. Isidore's day would always start with Mass, which made him late sometimes. His fellow workers once complained to the landowner, but when he went to check on Isidore, he saw Isidore plowing with two angels on either side of him, doing the work of three. In fact, there were many miracles attributed to Isidore, and he and his wife were extremely generous with what little they had, often feeding the poor. He died in 1130, and in 1622, he was canonized, along with St. Ignatius of Loyola, St. Francis Xavier, St. Philip Neri, and St. Teresa of Avila. Isidore is one of the five saints of Spain. He is the patron saint of Madrid, farmers, and rural communities. St. Isidore, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day.
0: Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts.
2: Act of Faith O my God, I firmly believe that Thou art one God and three divine persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe that Thy divine Son became man and died for our sins, and that He shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe these and all the truths which the Holy Catholic Church teaches, because Thou hast revealed them who canst neither deceive nor be deceived. Amen.
0: Sister Maureen Martin, who is a sister of the Apostles of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, is with us on Roadmap to Heaven this morning to talk about Faith Alive in the Home. And, Sister, first off, good morning and welcome.
2: Thank you so much. It's great to be here.
0: Now, when we talk about Faith Alive in the Home, that could mean many things. That's a pretty generic uh, and broad title, which is a good thing because we should have faith in our homes. So tell us uh, briefly, what is the ministry that you work with, Faith Alive in the Home?
2: It's a ministry that is geared to help parents be the first teachers of the faith in their home, exactly as you have said. And it's especially needed in our time because we no longer live in a Catholic culture. So there is a question about being a religious parent or a parent who is uh, living religiously, a parent who is parenting for religion in the home. And I think that's what many Catholics especially young Catholics who were raised uh, in a, a less Catholic culture, perhaps, but are not conscious of the need to be really proactive in being the educator for faith in the home.
0: So what are some of the things we can do in our homes?
2: Well, first of all, uh, be conscious of your own faith. And what much research has shown, the catechism of the Good Shepherd is really powerful in this, is that forming... The young persons you want to see when they're adolescents and young adults, especially their moral life and their relationships, has to start with giving them a relationship with a loving God. So anything that a parent can do to live that relationship, first of all, with a spouse, uh, talking about Jesus in the family, talking about Jesus as our friend with the children, and focusing on things that really reveal that, like the Good Shepherd story. It's not a difficult thing to do. You just have to talk about Jesus, talk about God, share faith with a wider community, your own extended family, the church community, so that the child sees that what the parents are saying and living in the home about God being important and the creator of all is also something they see in a wider community.
0: You're taking me back to my days as a parish music director. There was one parish where at the 8 o'clock Mass and then at the 1030 Mass. And coincidentally, in the same set of pews, there were two families, one at the 8, one at the 1030, where it was... The matriarch and patriarch of the family. In, in the later years, I was at the parish. They weren't just grandma and grandpa; they were great grandma and great grandpa. And you had their children, and then their grandchildren, and in some cases, yeah. their great grandchildren. Yeah. And then after mass, they'd go back to someone's house to prepare brunch. I think yeah. the grandkids kind of rotated through yes. that. Everybody yes. come over once every few weeks. But is that what you're talking about? You know, being surrounded, not just in our home, but in our larger community? of Are children seeing us practice the faith?
2: Absolutely. And you bring up grandparents. I just want to put a plug in because research shows that a relationship between a a young child growing up and a significant adult who shares faith with them makes that child 80% less likely to succumb to anxiety and fear and peer pressure in their teenage and adolescent years. And that's really huge for us today.
0: Now, I want to move up the age range a little bit to middle schoolers. There are a lot of things that happen in life, and and there are a lot of emotions that are Mm -hmm. experienced Mm -hmm. uh, today by what I would think is a young age. But, you know, they're Mm -hmm. going through all of it. Mm -hmm. Is that an opportunity when we talk about relationship with our Lord? When our middle schoolers say, you know, this happened at school and I don't know what to do and I'm so worked up about it and so on. And so, and you can see all of that emotion snowballing and rolling down the mountainside to say, mm-hmm. well, why don't you talk to, why don't you talk to Jesus about it? Why don't you go into to your room or to a quiet part of the house? And, and you know, I know one, uh, one of my children recently wanted to say something to me. She was just having a hard time getting the words out. So she wrote me a letter. I'm thinking, well, maybe I could encourage her write a letter to our Lord.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are beautiful practices in a home. And actually, the earlier you start doing that with a child, the better. You know, like another mom shared with me, she has a child who had developmental disabilities and cognitive understanding disabilities who would run into rages. At one point, she knew he was ready to blow and wouldn't talk to her and then went off on his own. Well, she had given him through this program that we run a little prayer shawl She came back about 15 minutes later, expecting the front room to be torn up, and she found him standing by the window, quiet. When she asked, what are you doing? He said, I'm talking to Jesus. He had learned that Jesus was his friend and internalized that. So exactly what you're saying is what a parent can offer a child. So when they get to those really difficult teenage years, it's already inbred in them. They know Jesus is there, and they will automatically turn to him or his mother.
0: Yeah. I love it. Let's talk about resources for a moment, because even if we spent a full hour on the show talking about different ideas and different things, there'd still be so much more to talk about. It's, it's a well that will never run dry. True. And uh, the questions our children yeah. have will, will also never run out either. Uh-huh. Um, where can our listeners go if they'd like more information or more resources on how to keep faith alive in the home?
2: There are lots of resources that are posted on our website. That would be one place to go to. It's faithaliveinthehome.org. There are lots of suggested resources there that are changed monthly for parents. There are many, many digital resources, websites, that can offer you not only activities, how to live liturgical life in your family, how to create a Catholic culture in your family, but also... um, will offer you uh, opportunities to get connected to others, podcasts even, that will help young parents.
0: And for those in the St. Louis area, there's actually a conference coming up as well. Let's share that with our listeners.
2: Uh, it's June 1st, just a Thursday evening, 4.30 to 8.30. It's at the Cardinal Regali Center. This is a second annual conference. This year we're really offering to parents and grandparents, as well as catechists and any educators to come and gain so many good ideas. We have outbreak talks on holy adventures that you can take with your family in the St. Louis area. We have uh, digital resources that are going to be offered. Christy Dettinger, who's spreading the word about the Eucharistic miracles, will be there to talk about that. And Father Eddie Godefried from uh, St. Charles Borromeo is going to be a keynote speaker.
0: And, Uh, And how can our listeners sign up for that if they'd like to go?
2: They have to go to um, the website, faithaliveinthehome.org, and on the front page there's a link to registration and more information.
0: All right. I absolutely love it. Sister, as we wrap up here, I, I do want to ask this. Do you have a favorite prayer that you like to share with families or with the children when you do these ministries?
2: We keep prayers simple and try to help the parents to pray with the children in their own words, but my dedication to the Sacred Heart just gives me a simple prayer. Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place my trust in you. Sacred Heart of Jesus... I believe in your love for me.
0: I've prayed that prayer many times with Mm -hmm. my children who have been in uh, preschool with the the Apostles of the Sacred Heart. It's a beautiful prayer. I want to thank you, Sister Maureen Martin, for being with us here on Roadmap to Heaven today. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. The Holy Catholic Church infallibly teaches that the second person of the Most Holy Trinity, our Lord Jesus Christ, is present body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Most Blessed Sacrament and that it is a sacrilege to receive Holy Communion in the state of mortal sin. Let us pray the Fatima Prayer to the Most Holy Trinity. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore Thee profoundly. I offer Thee the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation the outrages, sacrileges, and indifferences whereby He is offended and through the infinite merits of his most sacred heart and the immaculate heart of Mary, I beg of thee the conversion of poor sinners. Amen. Mary, mother of the church, pray for us. Here's a little catequiz question for you before we go to the weather. In Europe, you'll see a lot of churches facing the same direction. What direction is that? That direction is the east, so that as the priest stood at the altar, he would be facing east. The direction of the dawn, of the new dawn, of the rising sun, symbolizing the coming of our Lord. Let's get you another check of today's weather and our daily dose of encouragement. A prayer for the Archbishop. Heavenly Father, in these trying times when the spirit of the age threatens Christian values, give our bishop holiness of life and wisdom to direct and guide our archdiocesan family, so that we may grow in your love. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. It's a new week here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, and Patty Schneier, as always, is with us. Patty, what will we discuss this week?
3: Well, on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, I'm usually just sharing what I'm reading, what I'm pondering, what I'm experiencing. And I have to tell you, I was blessed to be able to speak for the Legatus chapter of Wichita, Kansas, recently, and I attended daily Mass at their beautiful cathedral. Here, I was privileged to spend time in prayer at the tomb of servant of God and national hero, Father Emil Capon. Now, some of you may say Capon. In Wichita, they say Capon. So I'm going to go with Capon. He was chaplain of the United States Army, who served in both World War II and the Korean War. He was captured by communists and died in a prison camp at the age of 35. So this week, I want to share some details about his life and the impact his holiness has had on so many. So what impressed me, what first impressed me about Emil Capon was his simple life in the heartland of America. He was born on Holy Thursday, April 20th. 1916 to German bohemian parents Enos and Bessie Capon imagine his mom is Bessie I love it and they owned a 160 acre farm near Pilsen Kansas Emil had one brother who was eight years younger, and typical of young farm boys at the time, he enjoyed hunting, fishing, swimming, and he was skilled at repairing and building implements. Now, this was a talent that would serve him well all his life. Now, when I read this, I got to be honest with you, I thought of my own father-in-law, John Schneier, who was born just eight years later. To German immigrant parents, and he lived on a farm in the heartland of Missouri, and he could fix anything. I could just picture how my father in law would be very similar to Emil Capen. They could fix anything, and he too, my father in law, served in World War II. This was just typical of that generation. That greatest generation had a sense of duty, they had a sense of service, they had faith, and they had grit. They made do with what they had, and they improvised. They even invented things out of the most ordinary materials. They had common sense. But here's the message. Saints are born here among us. They had beginnings like many of our own grandparents. So let's pray today for that simplicity of life and just be inspired by
0: it. He's one of my favorites, and I pray for his cause of canonization on a very regular basis. I look forward to talking about Father Emil Capin this week here on The Daily Dose of Encouragement. Well, as we wrap up today, I have a couple of thoughts for us. First off, I want to uh, thank metaphorically well not metaphorically that's not the right word but thank I I, I played for a mass this past weekend it's the first time in three years that I subbed at a parish and the kids sat in a pew by themselves and a few people came up and remarked about how well behaved the children were and I want to thank people that do that because it the children noticed and then they were proud of their behavior and I know that that's going to help them the next time. So, uh, for everybody that at your own parish remark to a parent about how well behaved their children were. Thank you. As a parent, I want to thank you for that. Uh, number two, I just wanted to say for a moment how grateful I am for all mothers. I know we talked about it a lot last week. Yesterday was mother's day and, uh, it was different not being able to be with my mom because, uh, there, there's been some illness running through the family and, you know, we have to be mindful of that. And then Beth was at work. So it was a, a kind of a motherless Mother's Day in our household until Mom got home from work last night, until Beth got home from work. And the joy the, uh, the children had in seeing her face, even just for a few minutes, to give her the cards— That they had made and the pictures they had drawn. And it was a good reminder for me not to uh, take for granted any of these moments that we have. So this week, I want to challenge you to do that. Don't take for granted any moments you have with loved ones to say hello or to make that phone call that perhaps you've been putting off. You know you need to say hi, it's been a while, you haven't. Or to have that visitor just spend that time um, and especially those of us with children, to put the phones down, to put our books down, to put whatever, the t- turn the TV off and just spend some time with our kids. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we, we were really trying to do a deep clean in one of the rooms in our house, and we were spending time together. We just had a lot of fun being together. So spend that time with someone that you love and just give them that gift of time. Let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I have more thoughts than that, but we are out of time, and so I will spare you my thoughts. Uh, In the meantime, I'll invite you to tune in tomorrow, and we're going to have Corey Grizzle with us, and... um, We'll be talking about families, and I I forget what we have on schedule to talk about tomorrow, but I remember it's, it's good, so tune in for that. In the meantime, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thanks for being with us on Roadmap to Heaven this morning, and do not forget to pray your rosary today. You know, this past weekend was the anniversary of the Fatima feast day, so pray your rosary today.